Hey guys, how you living? You doing well? Good. Glad to hear that. So I'm going to warn you. There was a couple times in this one where I ended up crying like a bitch. And I'm still not holding it all together right this second. And I'm probably going to stop this and then listen to it over and and uh, cry some more. But this is probably... This is either the most personal episode I've ever recorded or the very close second to the alcohol and depression one. But I talked about my Aunt Marie, who was hands down the greatest person that ever walked this earth. And she was taken away way too soon from cancer. And... I had misremembered who she was for a very long time. And and subconsciously, I always knew who she was. But the picture in my mind, whenever I thought of her, was the wrong picture. And I saw one today that was a picture of how I remembered her. And it jogged a bunch of old memories and... I wrote a long Facebook post that got deleted somehow and I got really, really genuinely angry and I couldn't deal with deal with that. So it resulted in this talk. So there's your content warning. Just be warned that it's a doozy. Anyway, so on Sunday, I'm going to have Brother Connor Mills, Miss Liz Kelly, and Brother Daniel Simons in here talking about a jam that's going to be going on I think the day after Christmas or the day before Christmas I can't remember they're going to be here Sunday to talk about it so uh, that's going to be a great episode definitely stay tuned for that that's going to be happening at the 3 o'clock hour on Sunday so definitely stay tuned for that <coughs> excuse me also have a sports talk with brother Jason Moose is going to be here and Asher is also going to be here Jason and Asher played played football together at Waccamaw, and they're both going to be here uh, doing a sports talk on Saturday. That's going to happen. Episode number hundred, number one hundred. Ashley Justice is going to be coming on to do that. Talk about beauty counter and some old school Tito's stuff. So stay tuned for that. Um, what else do we got? I didn't suggest anything other than Elf. I said watch Elf. Watch anything that will get you in the Christmas spirit. I want people to be in the Christmas spirit. This is not a time of year to be down and depressed and sad. But yet a lot of us are. And I'm the top of that. I'm the top of that heap when it comes to being sad and depressed uh, around Christmas time. I am probably the world's worst with that. And I, I have been for a very long time. But it took a small... Uh, just a just a small thing that I uh, a picture that I saw today to my baby sister. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. I'm also very sick. And just took a picture that I saw that my sister shared to make me realize that I didn't have to be so damn sad. So find out whatever it is that that that'll help you do that. Watch Elf. Watch The Grinch. Watch Christmas Chronicles on Netflix. The new uh, uh, Kurt Russell one. It's really good. Do something to get into the Christmas spirit and just get happy. This is not a time of year to be sad. It's time to be happy. Also, 
I should have given this disclaimer before YouTubers too, but uh, when you get to watching, when you get to listening to this, you'll hear me choke up a lot and cry, and that is not sadness. That is not sad tears. This is absolute happiness. And I'm happy because I'm not sad. <laughs> I'm happy because she has made me not sad. So without further ado, episode number 89 of In My Stuff, The Marie Talk. Enjoy, motherfuckers. So, the reason, the reason that I'm so aggravated right now with technology is I was, I was scrolling through Facebook a while ago, and my sister Kayla shared a picture of my Aunt Marie with Santa Claus. And it was a, it was a memories picture, you know, the memories that pop up and I clicked share and when the little bubble popped up, I was just going to share it, you know, just, just, just share the picture. But I was half asleep. I was literally in bed. I was half between awake and asleep. And before I realized what I was doing, I was already typing out words. And I I typed for probably 20 minutes, went back and reread it, and then read it to the end and typed for another probably 10 or 15 minutes. I'm not exaggerating with the time. It was there was about an hour that went into all of the planning with uh with this stuff. It was it was a very heartfelt message and I I cried a lot and I don't know if it's just because I'm sick or if it's or or what the deal was, but I cried a lot and like uh I typed up pretty much this was a picture and I, and I'll share the picture with uh with this podcast later, but I was like, this is, this was a picture of my aunt Marie when she got pretty close to the end. She was in a wheelchair and she had dyed her hair that had grown back blonde. Once her hair started growing back and she dyed it blonde and my Aunt Marie was a brown person. Her dad was full-blooded Puerto Rican. And she didn't look like us. She had jet black hair. Two big gray spots on the side. Kind of like, uh, what's the, uh, what's the, the, you know what I mean. Either way. Um, <clears throat> and I'm sorry to be so, it sound, my voice is just not great and I'm, pretty sure I've got the worst cold I've had in a couple of years. <laughs> Sorry, but it's funny how pictures work. I saw this picture and that was how I remembered her. And I remembered remembering her like just weak in a wheelchair with no hair. And then it started to grow back. And that was the image of Marie that I had. 
in my that I had in my heart and in my mind. And I don't know I don't know why my brain remembered it that way. Out of all the other memories that I have tied to her, I don't know why I remember her like that. But it did nonetheless. So I typed out this thing and it took me about an hour to type it out. And when I got to the end of what I had typed, I went to scroll to the top to reread it again. But instead of scrolling to the top, it just grabbed the entire post and scrolled it to the, it just scrolled it down and disappeared. It just, it just went, it just disappeared. The whole post just disappeared. Everything that I had written, all those words. And I had finished it off with a really, really heartfelt message to her. Like I actually typed to her, like she could read it and just things that I wanted to say to her. And it just went, it just, it it just disappeared. And I hate that. And I got so mad, like, and I mean, really mad. Like, and I, I, when I, a lot of folks haven't seen me get mad, like real anger, but I got so mad. I, I, I didn't know what to do. And it was the kind of thing where I just wanted to break something. I wanted to hurt something. I wanted some, I wanted to inflict pain. I wanted to make something else or somebody else or some, anything else feel the way that I felt right then. And I don't know, I don't know what it was, but it sort of, the thought came across my mind that maybe, maybe that wasn't for everybody else to see. Maybe that wasn't for everybody else. Maybe that should have just been between me and her. And maybe that's what that was. And I can't even hold it together right now as I'm trying to explain this stuff, but it was much worse when I was writing it. The best that I can do is to try to remember all the things that I said, and I'm so much better at writing than I am at speaking. And I don't think I'm half bad at speaking. So I'd written something that was really, really heartfelt and magical and and meaningful. And I hate that I lost all of the words that were there in in the anger that ensued after it. I just immediately lost so much of all of that goodness that I'd felt from writing those words about her immediately after. So I'm going to try my best to remember what I said and try to recreate that. So when Marie got towards the end, I remembered that she was weak and in the wheelchair. And I remembered her like that because the last time that I saw her, that's how it was. And I remember she used to say to us when we were little that, she wasn't ever going to have any kids so that it would be up to all of her nieces and nephews to take care of her when she got old and here in about a year or so <clears throat> in a couple of years I'm going to be 
the age that she was when when she passed. And in a couple more years, I'll be able to be older than she ever got to be. So we never got the chance to we never got the chance to have her there for my kids one day to tell all the stories and things and just be who she was for me to to the rest of the family. I'm sorry, I'm really trying to hold this together. But it's so funny. They say a picture tells a thousand words, and I probably wrote close to it before it went away forever. But I started thinking there was so much more that she was than just that person in the wheelchair that couldn't talk and didn't have the strength to put words together. I always have a hard time around Christmas time and anybody who's ever watched any episodes of the podcast or listened to this in the past will know that I have a really hard time in, in the winter time. And I hate Christmas. I don't know why I do. I know why I do. And I think I figured it out earlier. I remember everybody used to brag about how my granny's Christmas tree was always the best Christmas tree they had ever seen. They said it was the most perfect, beautiful Christmas tree that anybody had ever seen. But granny didn't put it up. That was Marie. And I remember her taking this artificial tree and taking all these branches out and straightening out all the, all the branches on this tree to clip it in. And, and I just remember her doing that. And I don't know how I'd forgotten that, but out of all these years, I, I don't know how that slipped my mind that she was always the one to do that. And I've never put up a Christmas tree of my own. And I guess it's because that was Marie's job. That was what she did. And now she's not here to do it anymore. So I guess I probably should start doing it one one day. And maybe I will. Obviously, it's a little too late this year to do it. But <clears throat> but I saw in my mind, I saw her dancing around this Christmas tree like a like a fool just being silly and wearing a big dog shirt with holes all in it and Nike flip flops with socks on like a dummy. I always told her she was crazy for doing that. Look stupid. But I just, I don't know why I had this other memory of her in my mind instead of this great memory that I had of her. I don't know why my brain chose the bad one. Why do brains do that? Why do the, why do we do that? When given an opportunity to remember something in a good way, why do we choose to remember it the bad way? You guys know how I felt about my actual mom. I remember my mom left me and my dad when I was a baby. And after that, I remember just spending a lot of time with Marie. I remember when I was a kid, Marie would take me everywhere. She would, even hanging out with her friends, I was always there. 
she had this little little tracker, a geo tracker. And I remember listening to Tone Loke and Rob Bass. I don't know why that's making me choke up. Fucking Tone Loke, really? <laughs> but I remember that as a kid. And I know I had to have been in the way. I know that I had to have been a burden for her. I know that she missed out on a lot of time with her friends because I always had to be there. I always wanted to go and, but she always took me and I had a really, really, really bad, really bad experience with my mom in my life as a, as a child, I had really bad experiences and bad memories tied to that. But Marie made it to where I didn't have to worry about that so much. She made it to where that wasn't a thing. And I never got a chance to thank her for that. So I used this Facebook post as a way to tell her, thank you for just being that for me when I didn't have that. And not that I didn't have that because my stepmom is great. And my grandmother was great, and they all did really well to fill that hole for me. But Marie was the one, and everybody knows that she was. Everybody knew that she was, like, that she was my best friend. And I've never felt, I've never had that. I've never had anybody like her before or after. I've never had that closeness with anybody before or after her. And... I, I'm and not not to be someone who's negative and to look negative, but I doubt that I ever will. Not because I doubt that I'll ever find happiness or whatever it is you call or whatever it is you think of it as or think of happiness it as. But to try to explain the connection that we had is 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 impossible. And I know that she is the only person in my life that I will ever have that kind of a connection with. I'm really sorry to be bummer through all this, but I have to get this out. She made sure that I always felt welcome and I was all, and she made, and, and she would say exactly what she thought. You never had to wonder where she stood. You never had to wonder where you stood with her. You never had to know, you never had to wonder how she felt about something because she would always let you know. You never had to, you, you always knew where you stood with her. And I, and that's something that I have adopted in, in, in my years. And I just remember thinking when I was a kid, like it just, that she would always just make me do homework make me do things that I hated to do and all for the good. Like she saw the good that would come of the things that I, that she was making me do, but I couldn't see them and she made me do them anyway. She was also the person that when I went to move away from home to move to the beach, she said, I'll give you three months and you'll be back. Because you can't do anything on your own. You can't do anything without help from everybody else. 
And I think that she knew what she was doing when she told me that because she knew who I was. If anybody told me there was something that I couldn't do, that was the first thing that I was going to try to do. So that was in 2006. It's about to be 2019. And I never went back home. And the thing that made me break down the most was that maybe it wasn't that she thought that I couldn't handle it, but maybe it was just that she didn't want me to go because I was probably her best friend too. But I did. But she she told me that when I, when I was thinking, you know, I, I, I remember telling her, you know, whenever, whenever granny and pa get old and they pass on, then, you know, we'll have this house and it'll just be, we'll, we'll play Yahtzee all night long and it'll just, it'll just be fun. And this was when I was a kid, you know, when you think that something like that's possible. And I remember she always said, you've got to do something other than this. You can't, you can't just, if you want to do this, then, then that's, that's fine. But you have to give something else a shot. So I did get out of the, get out of Bennettsville. I did end up moving to the beach and playing music. And that's obviously what I do now for a living. But I'm pretty sure that she set all of that into motion and all of these emotions that I've got right now and all of these things that I feel right now are very, they're the most powerful and strong feeling that I've felt in a very long time. And I'm thankful for that. But I just... I just wish that there was a way that I could actually say to her all the things that I never got to as a kid because I was hard-headed and I was selfish and I didn't care then like I do now. And I regret that with everything that I am. But she... She made me a better person years years after she thought she would um, i'm she she embedded things into my brain that few other people few other people could and I say few I don't think anybody else could have ever put that kind of stuff in my brain. I'm really sorry to sit here and just cry in front of a camera and talk about my aunt Marie, but I don't think I've ever truly voiced these things. I don't think I've ever really talked about that, that situation to where at least I can, I can feel closure. I can get closure from what I've, what I've been feeling. And I feel like I have that now because 
now when I think about Marie, she's not in that wheelchair anymore and she's not weak and she can talk and she's kicking me off of my drum set in the music room and showing me how to do something that I was doing wrong when I didn't even know she could do that. There's a story that I misremembered. I'm very proud of my memory. It's my, it's probably my best quality. I think is my ability to remember things, and I usually remember things pretty damn verbatim. And I'm really good at that. I remembered when I was a kid learning how to play drums that. I had a memory that I remembered. I was thinking, I'm going to learn how to play something my granddad can't play. And I'll sit here and I'll struggle with something for a while. And then one day he walks out and he shows me what it was that I was doing wrong. And I guess I was young and my granddad is the one I associated music with. So I assumed I just, I I guess I just plugged him into that memory, but it wasn't him. It was Marie. She was the one that came out and showed me what it was that I was doing wrong. She was a great drummer. And I don't know how I don't, I don't know how I'd forgotten that. But she did that. As embarrassing as it is for me to admit the, her, her favorite artist, one of her favorite artists was, uh, was Kid Rock. Believe it or not. And I hate Kid Rock. But she liked him. And uh, when Cowboy, when Kid Rock's Cowboy came out, the drummer for Kid Rock's band was this black girl. And my Aunt Marie was a black girl. She identified as that. And... She was, it was probably one of the first times that, some, that, that, that she saw somebody that looked like her doing something like that. And she, play, she could play that entire album, that whole Devil Without a Cause album. She could play that whole thing from front to back. But there's a drum feel in Cowboy. And I just remembered the first time I, I saw her do that. And she didn't practice it because they were my drums. I knew she didn't. Like they were, they were. She didn't rehearse it. She just knew what to do. She could sit down and just do it. And she sat down and did this really awesome role that's in that song. And I was just amazed that she could do it. And I'd forgotten all of those things because the memory of how week she was at the end was clouding all of the good things. I couldn't think past the negative part. I couldn't think past that. And that negative thought really robbed me of a lot of other good things that I could have remembered. Whenever she whenever she was getting to where she could probably tell that she wasn't going to have much longer, you know, to where she could get out and go do things. 
We all went to Pineville to see Elf. I talked about that in the Baby It's Cold Outside episode. But uh, I just, I've been robbed by my own consciousness of so many good memories. But they all came back so quick with one picture that I saw. And I don't know why, what it was. Actually, I do know what it was. I wrote this song day before yesterday or the night before last uh, about my, my niece, young Caroline. Her name's Caroline Marie Walsh. And my little sister, Kayla's middle name is Marie. And it was before she met Marie. She was uh she was born before her before my my uh dad and her mom met. She was she was just a few months old. Her name was Kayla Marie Walsh. Or <laughs> Kayla Marie Walsh. You, you you guys know what I mean. Her name was Kayla Marie. And Kayla named her daughter. She gave her middle name to her daughter, which double whammy because it's her middle name and Marie's name. And the song starts out with, let me tell you a little about your name. And it's, it's intended for, for young Caroline, whenever she gets older. But in writing that song, I had a verse about Marie in it. And I, went through a lot of boxes in my memory palace and I pulled out a lot of memories that I'd suppressed for some reason. And for whatever, for whatever reason, I couldn't, for whatever reason, I couldn't make myself think of, (coughs) think of a lot of really good memories, but I don't know why, but Dusting off all that stuff and a lot of all these other memories coming back out was a really, really groundbreaking thing for me emotionally. And one of the reasons why I think I hated the wintertime, and I've said this in episodes past, is just my granddad passed away on the December 23rd. Marie passed away in January a few years later. And then my grand, my granny passed away on Easter. So it's the, the cold months are just not, not my best. And I hid behind that for a long time. And that gave me an excuse to be a dick. And it gave me an excuse to just be a shitty person. It gave me an excuse to, to be negative and just depressed and sad. And and don't think that I'm sad because I'm sitting here crying to, to all of you guys. And by the way, I thank you for allowing me to do that because I'm I'm sure that I'm sure that a lot of folks have probably already turned it off because this is probably a bummer, but I choose now 
after I've after I've had these thoughts, I choose now to not remember her like I have been, but to remember her dancing around the Christmas tree like a fool, doing impressions and quoting Billy Madison with me. And I think that's how I'm going to continue to remember her and remember Christmas as well. I've robbed myself of so many good times and so many good memories. And I've robbed myself of so many years of happiness that I could have had if I just switched up my perception of, of, of those situations. If I would have just thought a little harder, if I would have just thought a little harder about the great things that she did rather than how she was at the end, then I wouldn't have wasted all those years being unhappy. I'm really sorry to have been such a bummer in this one, guys. I I truly apologize. <sighs> wow. I don't know if there's a way if if the post is saved in draft somewhere or if or if that's a possibility. I didn't think about that until I was already talking about this. But I'm gonna check and see if there's any <laughs> If there's any kind of a miracle in the world that can recover those words that I wrote that I was so proud of, then I bet she's the one that could do it. (laughs) You know what I just heard her say in my head is that you should have just wrote it down. If I just wrote it down, my my hand can't work as fast as, as typing can. My brain works so much faster than my my hand. My handwriting's just awful. Cause my brain can't my hand can't keep up with how fast my brain tries to put words out. But my typing pretty pretty much can. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm not gonna give you I'm not gonna Suggest that actually I will. I'll suggest that you watch Elf. Watch Elf. Get into Christmas spirit if you're not. I'm not. I don't know if I am. I might be. I am at least a little bit more right now than I was. But. I wasted a lot of time being selfishly sad. I wanted people to feel sorry for me. I wanted the attention. I wanted attention. I wanted people to feel sorry for me. And that's how I wanted to gain my attention. And I don't know why I wanted that, but I did. And that is just not the way to go. That's not a way to do things. So 
And and by the way, I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me at all now. I'm not sad. I'm I'm relieved. I'm happy about these uh, about how I how I'm able to think of these things now. Because when I went to bed last night, I did not think about these things the way that I do now. And it was a simple picture that I saw that made all of this stuff come to light. And I'm very grateful for that. So with all of that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I've already talked longer than I expected to, but I'm I'm really sorry again that I just cried in this one. And I know this probably won't be the most popular episode ever, but I don't care because this isn't for you. This is for me. I needed this. I needed, I needed this. I can't say the things that I wanted to say to her because there's no way I can get through that. But, I can tell you guys that I was very, very blessed in a negative situation to have a lot of people gathered around me. And Marie was my favorite of those people who gathered around me. And when I lost her, I lost more than an aunt. She was my absolute best friend. And I've tried my damnedest to live my life in a way that she would approve. And (coughs) I'm sorry. And I never got the opportunity to tell her how important she was to me, but I know that She was the most clever person that I had ever met. So she knew. But. We've dealt with a lot of loss in this inlet over the last couple of months. A lot of people that I've been talking to have dealt with a lot of loss. So I suggest that you not make the mistake that I made. Don't remember, don't remember these people, how they were in the end, despite how they reached their end. Don't think of them like that. Don't think of how it happened. Don't think of what happened. Think of the things that made them who they were. Think of the things that made them make you happy. The things that made you want to be a part of their lives. Think about that. Focus on those things instead of. Instead of everything else, focus on those things instead of, instead of the, the end. Well, seeing as how this is the, probably the biggest bummer of an episode I've ever recorded, considering 
that I just released the alcohol and drinking one recently, which was probably the most personal episode that I've ever released. This one is a close second, if not the new most personal episode I've ever released. I'm sorry to have just been up here crying like a bitch, but I, 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 I can't, I can't help it. Anyway, uh, I'm going to end the audio episode. YouTube people, hang out for a second. I got some links for you at the end of the video. So uh, back to business as usual out of all this madness. Um, anywho, I'm going to go ahead and do the intro and get some links up for you, YouTubers. Audio folks, please share all this stuff. Um, I'll get all that in the intro. Be good people. In a world full of shitty people, don't be one of those people. Be good people. Get in the Christmas spirit. If anybody could tell you that you should appreciate Christmas and what it stands for and all the and all the happiness that it can create, it's me. Because I believe that I have shunned Christmas for so damn long that if anybody has a right to tell you to enjoy Christmas, I believe it's me. Because I've truly found what it's about and I'm not going to tell you what that is because you'll have to make that up on your own anyway be good out there into the world put good into the world and you'll get it back be good people I love you I really do peace bitches